Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne and Cousin Todd. Founding member of the ADHD Rocks Podcast Network. Hey, let's do this. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of It Is Not About You. Uh, not It Is All Not About You, or I, I've had people butcher the name of this every time I do a comedy show. Uh, I'll say I have a podcast called It's Not About You. It is not about you. Um, it is not all about you. And I love it. <laughs> and it's like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to correct them. Uh, I'll talk to the people after the show or whatever. But uh, it is uh, not about you. Welcome. My name is Jamal Harrington. I am one of the hosts. Yay! Uh, my, other, my other people, uh, that, 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 you're too kind, audience. Uh, with me, with me as usual, our regulars. That's right, we have regular players on the show. Regular number one, I mean number two, uh, Marianne Riley, the very funny comedian. Can I call you a comedian? Do you like that term, comedian? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Or, or or lady comic. <laughs> oh my gosh, or, it's not like or lady. It's not a they them thing. It's not a they them. Oh, yeah. You don't have it's... any. You don't have any pronouns before the word comedian. Right. <laughs> My preferred pronoun you know, I, 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 I remember bringing up somebody one time, and and I was, without thinking, I used the word comedian, and uh, and then like after the show, the lady was like, you know what, you could still, I'm a comedian, you could call me comedian. Comedian almost feels like, you know, it, it's almost like oh, you have to. Like, you wouldn't know that I'm a comedian. Like, comedian, you know, it's a lady. She's like, no, I'm a comedian just like you. You're a comedian. You're not a, you know, a comedian male or whatever. You're not a male comedian. You're a comedian. We're all comedians, you know, right. like a mailman. Um, also, that voice that you just heard, no pronouns needed. That's just Cousin Todd. Well, family. Uh, <laughs> I was he, wondering. He, have, he, has the title, he, has, he has the title Cousin uh, in front of it. Um, the Todd 206 Geek, that's like a long suffix after his name. But um, Just in case Todd you guys works. are wondering, we are streaming. We are streaming live from the big city of Brooklyn, New York, and the wonderful Emerald City, Seattle, Washington. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had people ask me like, "How do you guys do this? Like, are are we meeting in one place? Yeah, we're meeting on Skype, <laughs> but in different time zones. So, uh, and every time Marianne feels like she's ready to go to bed, I'm I'm like, "You're ready to go to bed. It's after midnight." <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, but then again, it's like uh, the time zones. Yeah, they, they, they fuck me up because I'm just like, okay, it's noon here, it's midnight here. That means it's nine o'clock over there. So if I was still living in Seattle, I would either be out doing a mic or I would still be up. Like I wouldn't be asleep at nine o'clock. I can't remember the last time I went to bed at nine o'clock right. when I wasn't, you know. But I kind of feel like I'm getting like last night. The night before and the night before that, even though I have a lot of, I have all this energy, I really haven't slept during the night in three days. So, because okay. because uh, of my back, um, so you know, I I wasn't gonna do this on Facebook, but uh, I was on the phone with a comic and he asked. So, if you don't mind, uh, I would like to to basically share what happened. If, if we have like a quick moment, yeah, yeah go um, for it, yeah. Because, because, like, I mean, this it's already been like a month and change, and I've been I've been kind of referencing and hinting about it, but 
for those of you who do not know, I was involved in a hit and run while I was at work last month. Uh, what was it? December 13th. And I remember it because 13th being an unlucky number. It couldn't be any more unlucky now. Mm. But uh, I was involved in a hit and run. And uh, the guy rear-ended us, actually. I was in my company vehicle. We got rear-ended. I got on my vehicle and took pictures of the person's car and whatnot. And we were in an avenue in uh, Brooklyn. And it was one of those avenues where it's like it's a one-lane avenue, so you can't really get around us. People were asking us to kind of pull over to the side so we could let traffic go through. And when I pulled my vehicle over, the gentleman and his girlfriend drove off and fled the scene. I was taken to the hospital, and the hospital that I went to was didn't do anything, no x-rays, no nothing. They just drew blood and gave me my discharge papers and was like, see you later. Uh, I, was, I was still hurting, so I got a second opinion. I just, uh, and then, of course, a lot of legal stuff, a lot of this, that, whatever. Uh, let's fast forward to now. I just found out last Monday that I have, I've had, a, I have a ruptured disc. Oh, shit. And it hurts like a bitch. So I've been doing physical therapy for about maybe three weeks, three and a half weeks. And I lately, last night, I didn't sleep at all, actually. I, I, I don't, and I, you know, because I was in so much pain, I have my pills over here that supposed to like knock me out and it didn't. So I stayed up all night just binge watching TV shows, which we'll talk about later on during the show. But, but uh, I and the night before that, I was up making flyers for shows and just productive. But I find it weird because I will my alarm will ring, my work alarm, like which rings at 5:40 in the morning, and I'll sleep for an hour and then I'll wake up and then I'll go about my day, my physical therapy and whatever errands that I have to run. But um, but I feel, I mean, I'm in good spirits. I'm alive, you know, I, I can move around, but I'm a bit limited. So, I uh, I'm still out of work and, uh, still trying to focus on getting better. But as of now, and I got to end at, in February, I got to do another MRI cause I'm supposed to do four MRIs. I did one on my knee, one on my back. And that's where they found out that I had a herniated disc. So we're going to do my hips, both sides, or I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's the standing MRI thing, which I've, I've never done an MRI before. I always thought about it like you're in a tube laying flat and they just like put cancer inside of you and tell you what they, uh, just like, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you like, you know, when you travel, you're at the TSA and they're like, stand like this. And then they do that. I always say, yep, a nice dose of cancer. Um, and then like, <laughs> If, if they don't find anything so this was like a standing mri machine and then they kind of like tilted back and then they kind of just it, it's just kind of weird and then it kind of like folds into like a chair sometimes um yeah. well whenever they, they need you to sit down i've never done that one i've done the normal mris and what i remember from an mri is that it, when you're in that giant uh basically a giant magnet you just kung, kung, yeah. kung, kung. Kind yes of, yes oh you know, god that, that, like someone's smacking yeah. the side of the machine with it with a spoon with a metal spoon bang bang yeah. bang <laughs> mine sounded like a rusty chainsaw <laughs> oh, shit. The, the, lady, the lady gave me like earplugs for my ears 
I was like, she was like, here, you're going to want to put this in. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? She's like, you've never done an MRI before, right? I was like, right. She was like, you're going to want to put this in your ear. So I, I, I put it in my ear. And then the cool thing about the MRI is like right in front of you, the TV is going on. So it's like, nice. I'm watching like, I was watching like the show and it took forever. I was able to watch this show for like, like 45 minutes of an hour show and then the news. And I was like, this thing took a fucking hour. Like x-rays, it's like, and you're done. But you this thing, TV? I was able to watch TV. Yes. And they had the captions on and everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, that would have been so much better. I was like, this is actually pretty cool. Like, yeah, it, so you know, better. Because it's not like, and, and again, the captions are going on. I'm watching, the show that I was watching was that new show, Alert, on Fox. Yeah. So I'm watching Scott Kahn reliving the Jimmy Kahn era. Um, and I'm just like, okay, this show's a good show, even though these captions are going too fast. And I keep hearing, and I even took the earpiece, I took the earplugs out of my ear just for a moment to see, like, how loud it was. And it was fucking loud. Oh, it was wow. it was it was loud. So well, we and, have... and this was done this was done at like eight o'clock in the night too, which I was like I could see why they do it because they only have one machine. So Well we got a couple of comments on the in the chat saying, Glad you're okay, Jamal. Hang in there, Jamal. There's a reward out for the person that uh if you find the person who uh owns that vehicle I'm kidding. <laughs> There's no reward. I'll know, just tap you on the Do you even know what what the guy looks like and what the car oh, looks yeah. like and everything? Oh, yeah. He looked like an out of work Lou Diamond Phillips. That's what he looked like. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it was Lou. Like. <laughs> he looked like he looked like Lou Diamond Phillips, like not even like the young guns Lou Diamond Phillips. He looked like Lou Diamond Phillips that had a DUI. Which he's had actually. Maybe looked, it was Lou. Like, did did you see the license plate and anything? Oh, I took a picture of that. Oh, yeah. I, I, that was the first thing I took a picture of. I didn't take a picture of the person because I was so, like, I took a picture of, like, the right. damages and whatnot of vehicle. But, yeah, the guy looked like, it, it was, like, Lou Diamond Phillips. Like, it looked like La Bamba, like, Richie Valley. <laughs> Just, oh, shit. It was like, you know what? I quit the band and I stole a, I stole a silver BMW. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never, and, and his girl was hot too. I was just like, of course you're Lou Diamond Phillips, because you have a <laughs> dude. You know, I, it's funny. I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he's had any issues with alcohol. You know. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've read his bio. Yeah, he's had, he's had some run-ins with the law. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was him. Poor, poor Lou. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just I like, mean, dude, what the fuck were you doing? Were you texting? <laughs> I mean, the first thing the guy said was, I don't have. I don't have insurance, which my the dry the, the my passenger was like, oh well, then you're fucked. And Maybe that's like, why yeah, he took off. Yeah. Oh, that is why yeah, he took I, off. Yeah, that is that. But then people are like, well, he probably stole the car. I'm like, well, if he did, why the fuck would you take the stolen car? Why don't you, you and your girl, just foot it down the block, just just take off, leave the car right where the fuck it's at. Yeah, it's not yeah. yours. But, yeah, um, I think he took yeah, off because was, he got spooked from the, the your fuck. I probably would have felt better if he told me that he was getting a handy and he just like <laughs> lost it. He just kind of lost control. I would have been, I would have been less. <laughs> well, of course, you rear-ended me, you know. But 
I don't I don't know what I, I think what it was he was probably looking at his phone or something because that's the only uh, thing that I could think of or or his girlfriend in the passenger side was like nyang, 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 and he hit me he didn't even say oh, that because she was really quiet. the chick was really quiet she didn't say word one maybe she was like damn I should just kept my fucking mouth shut so my boyfriend could pay attention to the road but he, he it didn't maybe look she like she wasn't his girlfriend maybe she was just some poor woman that was trapped in the vehicle with him yeah. Maybe, but let me have this. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe she was a uh, he was a human trafficker, and that's why he didn't have any insurance. That's a, that's a possibility, I guess. That yeah, any, hey, anything is possible. You you you're not you, you don't sound wrong about that because right? again, she was quiet. She was like looking at her phone, and, and again, she was probably her idea like, baby, we gotta go. I got warrants. Like if and and. <laughs> Okay, yeah, just took the fuck off. But um, if he would have came out of the vehicle, pants hanging down his ankles, you know, Wang hanging out, I would have been like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to take a picture. This is evidence. You know, I gotta take a picture of this. Or, or they could, they could have been illegals. That's why they took off too. And I think that's what it was, because I mean, with all the illegals that you know the South is bringing us, that that could have been it. Dude. You know? So with yeah. all the illegals that they're throwing on buses and bringing up to New York, it's. It's not like we're flooded enough with illegal aliens from the Caribbean. You want to throw in a bunch of Mexicans? Cool, why not? I like burritos, whatever. We have some really cool topics to talk about tonight. Let's get started on those, man. Yeah, we have great fucking topics. Yeah, <laughs> we have great amazing... And just... Well, just the... Gonna... <laughs> I mean, let's this, talk the, about the, the fiasco. Yeah, the let's first one, the... yeah. <laughs> m and Oh my God, I laughed so hard at this. And we're not and we're not talking about the rapper who's great, by the way. We're talking about Marshall. The yeah, we're not talking about Marshall Mathers. We're talking about Mars Candy's Eminem Candy. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Mars. And, and and here's the thing. This is how you know America has just lost its way. <laughs> just this alone. When you're having right? a controversy over candy. Okay. Um this this is how you know we've definitely lost its way. And let me just uh Sorry guys, Dude. I'm still laughing. I, I, I so, saw I was, saw the clip for a few days ago uh, from Fox News where Tucker Carlson was like going on a rant about it. I'm like, oh my god, this again. Oh, people still <laughs> listen to that fucking airhead. Oh my um, god. And it's funny. It's funny because when you sent me this story, I already had this on the outline. So oh, did you? you? Okay, me, cool. Yeah. No, so <laughs> I was like, okay, we're on the same page here. But Mary, tell me what's going on because I don't I don't know the story. Oh shit. Oh, you, oh Marianne. Okay, so. Eminem spokes candy right now are kind of like on an indefinite pause, and Maya Rudolph is like the new spokesperson who's going to be taken over for like the commercials and whatnot. So, um, what the the big issue is? Um, <laughs> last year's Eminem unveiled a new look uh, for the red, green, brown, orange, blue, and yellow Eminem. Eminems. Uh, the uh, intention was to give the candies like a fresh, modern look. You right. know. And amongst what among one of the changes, the green Eminem has like go-go boots that were swapped out uh, with like these cool laid-back sneakers that reflect her effortless confidence. And people had like a hissy fit over it. Dude, Tucker Carlson had like a five-minute rant about how they're taking they're taking away this sexy Eminem and replacing it with this woke Eminem. Oh my God! What? Yeah. 
he was like, what is it with his with our country where we're taking away the? Uh, he's he's not being facetious about this, mind you. He's legit like no, concerned not. about like why they're 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 taking away the the sexiness of the green M M&M and M and giving their sensible and, shoes. And not for nothing. Not for nothing. The green M M&M, and M. Either way, it was hot. I mean, that green M&M was a sexy I think that's part of the problem here. People are getting sexualized over candy. Wow. So, so what? So this is what M&M's chocolate, uh, which I believe is the Mars uh, company Twitter. This is what they um, tweeted. So, uh, they, they they stepped up and they said, "America, let's talk." In last uh, in the last year, we have made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We wasn't we weren't sure if anyone would even notice and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But now right. we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing. <laughs> which <laughs> oh was the God. last thing which was the last thing M&Ms wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we have decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies and in their place we are proud to introduce a spokesperson america can agree on the beloved maya rudolph we are confident ms rudolph wow miss i gotta change that we are confident ms rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong and i think she's a great i think she would make a great spokesperson oh, yeah. but i don't i think the big problem is it should never. It shouldn't have come to this. I think that Maya Rudolph and the Candies could have shared uh, right. the spokes, the spokes uh, candy slash personality. Uh, I think they could have just shared it. I love the Candies. I love the Christmas commercials that they did. Oh, with dude, them. the Christmas. I was talking to my friend Shannon about this earlier today. The Christmas commercials and the Halloween commercials and the Super Bowl commercials are all fantastic as far as. M&M's candies are concerned. Oh, and they are going to do a Super Bowl commercial this year, which yeah. I can't really, I can't wait to see. But it's, I mean, not for nothing. I don't, I occasionally eat M&M's. Um, I mean, we all grew up eating M&M's or grew up eating, you know, Mars products like chocolates or whatever. But I don't, personally speaking, I, I, I was, whenever they would introduce a new character, like the, the peanut butter one or... The uh, like they they would come out with these new M and M, uh, like flavors and whatnot and types, and I was all for it. I like that they were being innovative, but I guess people are thinking, okay, this has gone too far. Which, in my opinion, I think no, they're just advertising candy. They here's the thing: M and M's never need they, they don't need to advertise. They never need to advertise. We know right. they're they've been around all of our lives. But they have all this money where they're like, hey, let's remind people that in case they want a snack, they could go to a candy machine. They could go to a convenience store. Uh, they could go to Amazon and order bulk and just order order M&Ms. I don't see what the issue is. I think people, again, it's one of those things where people are just outraged for the sake of being outraged, I guess. What are your thoughts? I I, I agree with that. They're, they're outraged just for the the purpose of being mad at something you know i i it's like really dude that this is this is this is the hill you're gonna die on you're gonna get mad because you're gonna get mad because a cartoon character stopped i had the same issue with people who were mad that lola bunny wasn't as sexy in the second uh space jam movie like she's uh -huh. 
Dude, she's supposed to be like a teenage girl. Why are you getting all hot and bothered over an anthropomorphic bunny rabbit or candy bar? What the fuck? Yeah, this is one. This is a classic example of people just throwing rocks at the sun. That's all it is. Oh, <laughs> it's just, it's just. I don't shooting I don't... shooting at the hurricane. <laughs> yeah. It makes me wonder what's really going on in the world. That anytime I see something like this, where there's this huge uproar about something absolutely moronically stupid that does not deserve any controversy whatsoever. And we've got these spokespeople or these media people throwing up a huge, huge uproar yeah. about it, especially the conservative side. I kind of go, huh? What's the left what hand doing? doing? What are you guys hiding? What's what the left hand doing? Yeah. Because you're doing a smoke screen about something. Nobody yeah. gives two plain shits about a fucking cartoon character that's an Eminem. Okay. Well, I mean, Nobody gives two flying shits about that. So what are you really? But you know that the public is stupid enough that you know people are fucking stupid. They're yeah. individuals. No, 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 no. Are smart, you're right. But people as a as a whole and as a group are absolutely that herd mentality are fucking stupid. Yeah. So when you start telling them you need to be outraged about this, people are like, what? What am I missing? And then they go, Hi. Well, God damn it, he's right. By God, they took that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking green m and that horny little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> what are How am I supposed to jack off to that damn green sexy m and How am I supposed to jack off if it ain't wearing no goddamn go-go boots no more? I can't, she must be a lesbian if she's wearing them tennis oh, shoes. Oh, that's... And, and she's not one of you lipstick wear lesbians. She's one of them lesbians that eat that she looks like a dude and she fucks other chicks that look like dudes. I can't jack off to neither one of them. I need me a hot fuck them and some goddamn go-go God damn it, Martin Corporation. I'm boycotting your fucking kid. I ain't even gonna put one of them chocolate bars in my mouth no more. What if it's a jack off to my go-go? You know what? I love that Marianne did this because, okay, she's right on all accounts. I do want to answer one question. How do you jack off to that green M&M the same way I jack off to that green M&M, okay? And I'm a borderline liberal, okay? I, we jack off the same way to the same thing. Well, not maybe much the same thing. But, you know, only, only, only difference is I'm left-handed. That's all. You know what I'm saying? But the same way. And I, yeah, and, and again, like, and and but I'm never... And again, I always thought this was a good. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that's kind of like when I saw those commercials and they started adding M&Ms. I'm like, oh wow, that's a. And, and she was like, I think her legs were crossed and she was like doing some kind of like I think uh, like therapy, like mental therapy thing with them. Yeah. I was like, wow, wow, that's a sexy ass green M&M. Like Mars is onto something. And it's like, you know, and mind you, it. I didn't. I was not. Like, it didn't make me want to go run and buy M&M's. No, but I, I know it's there, you know? I know that uh, it's a good commercial. It's a fun commercial. And I think people, yeah. the thing is, it's just, it's fun. That's what commercials are supposed to be for the most part. Hey, what's a fun way to get people to notice our product? And I think that the advertising for, for, for and, and mind you, M&M's, we love you. Send me some fucking free shit. Um, <laughs> yes, send us free stuff. Chocolate M&M's with the caramel inside. Oh, good God, my diabetes just, my numbers went crazy. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. mine too. I, I will. My M and M's will last because I gotta only have a few at a time. But the yep. fact that, but I have a niece who loves candy. She will eat the shit out of some M and M's. But like, like I say, it, it's it, it's advertising. You're gonna try to. You're not gonna try to find a dull way to act. Like like case in point, the Twix. I love the way Twix advertise. They're uh, remember the left versus right. I thought that was like a genius yeah. ad and a marketing right. ploy. Yeah. You know, it's like they both taste the same. They both, and they're, oh, the left factory versus the right factory. Right. So, so right. but it's something that catches your attention because it's different. And the, so, the whole thing is, is with the green M&M, everybody knows ever since we were kids. I remember when we were kids, when if you were like wanting to, you know, so like especially like junior high or something and you wanted to flirt with somebody, you give them a green M&M. Right. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Green. Everybody, everybody knew that the green M&M green was, M &M was make, supposed to make you horny. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yes. shit. Okay, I'm learning something. Yeah. So what you used to do is, is if you were like flirting or if, if you, you know, if somebody was flirting with you, now you're going back to your Rolodex and you're thinking about every girl who ever gave you a green M&M that you didn't catch on because she was handing you a green M&M and she was kind of like kind of batting her eyes at you. She's sliding you some green M&M's. Because because here's the thing, if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, you know, there's other colors you can give me, right? <laughs> like, why did right? you give me a green? Because I would be naive. I wouldn't have even thought of that. But okay, all right. I never I never knew that. I guess That's it's almost like it's like giving someone a red rose. I guess like when you give someone a red rose, it's like it means like romance. But if you give someone a white rose, it means like friendship. Friendship, yes. So, and yellows, you know, yellow is friendship. White is more of like a. Um, uh, it can also be a bereavement, so a support. But um, but the thing is, is with green M and M's, that was always and so the marketing. Mars knew their market, right? They knew that about their M and M's, and that's why when they they created the green M and M, of course it was a female, and of course they had to sex her up. Okay, yeah. so that because that went absolutely with how people already viewed the green M and M. That's that that um. And how that ever got started, who knows? Probably it probably was a marketing thing at some point in time, way in the past, that that somebody started at, uh, at the M&M Corporation to begin with, and then they started making it be like it was um, it was that. If you get that green M&M, you know, green M, be careful, green M&Ms make you horny. And then they fast forward to the 2000 you know present day where they go you know and it was probably what i would say maybe 10 years ago that they started doing the the commercials with the green m&m and like they introduced the green m&m and uh maybe maybe it was a little bit longer than that but it's definitely been within like the last 15 20 years that they added that that element but they'd had the the red m&m and the yellow m&m so the red regular M&M and then the yellow peanut M&M when they were doing things, the commercials for the Super Bowl and when they were doing the Santa Claus commercial and all of those and the Halloween commercials, they had those characters on there. And it wasn't until later that they introduced some more characters to, again, anytime you're doing any kind of marketing and advertising, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get your product name out there. You're trying to get people to talk about it. So by them changing the whole like just something so subtle as the shoes and the boots you know the boots to the shoes 
that's marketing gold mine that, that yeah. all these people are talking about it. And that's more than they could have ever possibly dreamed of having happen. But, you know, it almost makes you wonder, did, did they, you know, did they themselves maybe plant that story somewhere to fan the flames and then just let it take off on its own or, you know, well, it's, it's working now because we're talking about it. People are talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's advertising. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a big thing now. So it's like, as long as, I mean, whether you like it or not, if people are talking about your product, that's still advertising. It's Absolutely. word of mouth, you know? Um, so, I mean, not for nothing. It's not like Eminem, the, the, the Mars company is, I don't think they're losing anything on this. They're probably just sitting back laughing like, Look at these fucking people. Yep. We're a big candy company, and, and on top of that, and and I'm actually on a, on um, on Wikipedia right now, and I'm starting to like learn all these interesting fun facts. The reason that they made this candy actually was because these candies were actually sold exclusively during World War II to the military, because oh, they wow. were traipsing through the hot uh, through tropical climates, and yeah. they wanted to make like a snack or a candy that wouldn't melt in the in the sun. So they made like a hard shell candy with chocolate. I, I didn't even know that was like the case or the, you know. I, and, I remember the old commercials like uh, M&M's uh, melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Right. Yeah. right. So that, that was the, well, that's still kind of the slogan, but that's kind of where this, the, the design of the candy, that's where it comes from. Right. And, and the thing is, though, is, is wars have actually brought us a lot of products because it's the mother necessity is the mother of invention. And that's one of the things is that here's a company that, that they knew if they could develop this product that there's how many people are on the payroll for the government as, uh, as soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen uh, and women. I mean, there's thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands of them. So for you to be able to directly market it to them and sell exclusively, and then you go, wow, now you got a bunch of people who are like, oh my God, those candies are so good. So that when they start uh, selling them to the general public, you already have consumer, yeah. consumer built. You've already have your consumers built in. And these guys will, you know, because it's, it's, it's that nostalgia. And I'm telling you, if you have nothing else that you can, um, uh, like look forward to it in an MRE, you get those little tiny, um, a little bit of sweetness and that little bit of chocolate and something that it's not all melty. You got to lick it. I mean, that's heaven right there. Right. So another, another interesting thing that I'm, that I'm looking at is, uh, the peanut M&M was introduced in 1954, but, um, it only came in a tan color. And in 1960, M&M's added like the, the yellow, red, and green colors. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it was bef right before our time, Todd. So. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I didn't. I've never bothered to look up the history of M&M's. I just know they've been around forever. I remember. Yeah. I remember well, the anyone... the Sammy Davis Jr. commercial for M&M's. Um, oh yeah. They've been around for 81 years. September 10th, 1940, I believe. Oh wow. Oh, God, September oh, 10th? 1941, yeah, 81 years ago. They're, they are 
four days younger than my dad. <laughs> so your dad was around when, like, the, the birthing of the... Uh, yeah, and, of Eminem. So they're also saying that, uh, like, in the early 1950s, um, there was a, a Midwest uh, research institution, now MRI Global, in Kansas City, Missouri, worked on behalf of Eminem to perfect uh, a process where 3,300 3, pounds of chocolate centers would be coated every hour. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's so they, 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 were, they were moving candy, getting it made, getting it moved. Um, yeah, no, you know what? It, it's weird because had you have told me that I would be reading about M&M's, the history, talking about the... Not, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even think this is a controversy because Tucker Carlson, first of all, there's people like him. Tucker Carlson could say the the sky is gonna fall tomorrow, and uneducated people will be like, "Oh my God, let's you know yeah. take all the toilet paper we can." Right. It's 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 almost one of those things where it's like we, you gotta think for yourself, man. You can't let this. You can't let one fucking nutball. You know, yeah. I mean, again, I can see if it was a smart person that was just like, "Hey, whatever." But I'm like, first of all, again, like you, like one of you guys just said. This is not a hill to really die on. This is not a life and death thing. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like it, it's people just whining. Come on, find another hill to die on. I'm yeah. gonna continue eating M&Ms on occasion. I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna hell. I might just buy M&M stock just for the sh- fuck of it. But um, but oh, M&M, God, right? I am I I am all for M. I'm all for like candy companies. Just you know, they, they're doing they're doing this right. I'm, I mean, they probably have skeletons in their closet. I don't want to know about it. Just keep the candy coming. Just yeah. keep the fucking candy coming. You know, and, and think for yourself, America. Think for yourself. Yeah, and, and like I said, it'll be interesting to see, give it a few months to find out what really was happening around this time and, you know, what 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 shit, you know, what shit are they trying to hide from us and what do they not want us to know? Yeah. Because we're sheeple, and yeah. we absolutely, <clears throat> as a society, do not know how to, you know, think for I will, ourselves. I will say this: this would have been this is a this is, would make an ultimate amazing distraction from something that we're not paying attention to. Yeah, this, this would is, be like the greatest distraction. Misdirect is what it's called. It's a it's a, a yeah 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 misdirect. It's one of the sweetest misdirects we've had. Yeah. Okay, so kind of jumping topics, Jamal. I'm sitting here looking at your background. Oh, is that yeah. a T-shirt design? Yeah, it is. A, Just it's all the one way of... to the left or the right. Go all the way to the left or the right. Get out of the way. <laughs> oh, now we lost part of it. Nope, that didn't work. Oh, really? Comedy series. Okay. Oh no, it's 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 a T-shirt with a uh, it's a T-shirt that I designed. And it has my name and that design. The more you know. It's one of 50 t-shirts I've designed in the last uh, month and a half. Oh, wow. Because I'm, yeah, I've just been getting prepared for, you know, the big, the big comedy year that I'm going to have. We should set up an online store for stuff like that. Actually, I like to bring it with me uh, whenever I travel because... 
that way I get to interact with the audience. But for those than... of us who don't get to go to those shows and see you live in person and still want to have your merchandise. You live. <laughs> I'm just show. saying, I'm not saying specifically me. I'm just saying that there are people out there that probably are seeing our clips or our videos have never seen you live and don't live anywhere near where you normally travel to and probably would love to have one of your shirts. Well, uh, I don't have an answer for that. No, I do. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, usually what I do actually is I, I had an online uh, marketing thing on Facebook and people would just drop their addresses or message me and then I just send them a shirt. I have like all these box, not boxes, but like these packages. So on occasion, someone would, uh, again, I haven't even put these shirts out on sale or anything like that. It's just stuff that I'm making. And then I order maybe, uh, I mean, a, a shitload of shirts. And I, yeah. you know, I, I, I have, I've had posted them up on Facebook and people that sees them or like them or whatever, they'll be like, Hey, you know, here's 20 bucks plus shipping. And then I just, make the orders out and it's it's very overwhelming though because it's like okay i gotta find the right side it's like i, I feel like i have like a factory in my i guess kitchen uh, dining area so i'll be like in my at the dining room area just putting stuff in there and just and then i just ship it out and people go on you know they they, they send me pictures of them wearing it or they'll send me pictures of the old stuff that they bought for me but now it's like i feel like i have to Constantly kind of and it's not just this shirt. I got so much other things uh, made um, And like like mugs shot glasses even a tote bag a fucking computer tote bag Which uh, I don't I don't even know if there's like a big market for it But it's like a computer yeah. bag and it has like my logo like on the flap and it, it looks really good, but it's that's for like one of those shows that I do for people that uh, like Bellevue people that just have all that money, they can just piss away. You know what I mean? It's just like, I can't go to the hood and be like, hey man, do you have a laptop at home? I gotta get rid of these bags. <laughs> so the next time you're in town and you bring a shirt, you gotta bring hubby uh, 5X. Any kind of shirt 5X. So for me to make one 5X cost a thousand dollars. So, um, cause that's a lot of fabric. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so a running joke that i have especially with my big friends from uh from high school because when i used to go do the shows in texas uh a, a good friend of mine santos perez we went to high school together he's a he's a hefty fellow um very very, very husky probably almost actually almost like uh like like romeo so uh, he's, he's that size and i would the the biggest size shirts that i would bring would be like an extra large. At first it would just be larges, but I started bringing in like maybe a few extra larges with me because you never know, and which I know better, it's the South. I should be bringing, I should just be bringing nothing but extra larges. But my friend Santos was like, oh, I'm a 2X. And I was like, yeah, but I like to think of my audience as like a healthy audience that have gym memberships you know you know i never i don't I, you know and and it's a good sport you know i've done this actually i think i've done this at the Brighton civic theater also because i'd be like the the biggest one i have guys is an extra large don't ask me about a 2x 
That's between you and God. That's y'all's. It's, so you what you're saying God. is you fucking hate us fat people is what you're saying. Yeah, he's down on us fat people. He's not really down. Like, he, he will eat our food, drink our, our hey, drinks, I was once sleep upon under a time, I was once upon a time y'all guys' sizes. But no, no it, it's just not, that. No, oh, fuck not. you. I was, okay, I was I was Silas Lindenstein's size my third year in comedy. Okay, well he's and, still smaller than me. Yeah. No, 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 but he, I, but he was he was bigger than. Oh my god, he was big. Like, and he's lost all that weight. He's lost a lot of that weight. But I was almost his size, and it's because I drank religiously and ate horrible and didn't. I didn't work. <laughs> I had the comics diet. I was just like, oh, fried. The freshman and, 15 is what oh, you I, had, Chris, uh, Jamal. <laughs> but um, but no, it was just like, I never thought that. I mean, because my depth perception sucks when it comes to size. So I figure, oh, extra large should be fine. I don't think I'm going to have like that many extra, extra large people in my audience. And now when I travel and then I feel bad whenever someone's like, oh, I'm an extra, extra large. I'm a 2X. And I'm like, this ooh. This is America. This is I, all fucking fat. Yeah, I'm like people who about, are large about, are the minority these days, man. But I think the running joke now is like, how about I give you like a large and then like an extra large, and then you could like make that work. Oh yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll just sew those two together to make a new shirt. Yeah, Does, that's like a Romeo a size medium and watch him squeeze his himself oh, into he, it. Dude, oh, he wouldn't be able to get his arm into that thing, let alone his oh, whole yes, body. He did. Have you not seen the picture we we did when we did the benefit show? Oh, I was there. Oh, I took I took video of that. Was that a medium? Yes. Ooh, oh wow. Cancer sucks shirt. That was a size medium. That medium must have been crying. Wrenched the fuck out of that shirt. I'm sure. Like just the medium was like, kill me now. Just it kill barely, me now. It was like a half shirt on him. It looked like a half shirt on him. So he had all that gut meat hanging out. Okay. Oh, it was beautiful. It was hilarious. I Everyone found a shirt. I was uh, going through a bunch of my clothes the other day, and I found a shirt, uh, this, like, green shirt that I used to wear, like, to go to bed when I was a sophomore in high school. That fucking thing still fits me. Good it's for still, you. It, 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 it still fits. And, and it's weird because I went through a lot of body, like, different body image. I mean, I was a runner, so I was always thin. But, <laughs> I, I mean, I went, I went, I got... Big after high school and part of college, and and as when I became a comedian, and and I, I was like, oh, let me I, let me throw this shit on. And it, Jamal, let me ask you something. Like, Jamal, have you ever what? been so big that you can't see your dick? Well, here's yes the, or no? Me, yes or no? Uh, no. Then you're because not fat. You've never been fat. You've never okay, been hold fat. On. Hold on, hold on. It's that. Big, though, okay, so no if we're talking shit about size, Todd, at least you've been skinny in your life. So I have. Oh yeah, I was. I was also malnourished a lot too because I didn't like. I wouldn't eat a lot of shit because I had like issues with textures and no. crap. He just wouldn't eat. But no, was oh, it wasn't. Right? Okay, first of all, it wasn't just I wouldn't eat. There was things that I didn't want to eat because of the texture. I couldn't put it in my mouth without having some sort of gag reflex. That was a real so, thing. It wasn't me so just fucking around saying I don't want to eat this. So oh my is, god! Is, is that is that 
Well, does that is that considered like a picky eater or it's because my brother my brother was a picky eater like he would just like go through stuff and be like okay I'm not eating that I'm not eating that and like a quarter of the food will be eaten with everything else still yeah. so is, is is that is that what that is that what that was or were you uh, no just it's, like, it's 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 you know I, in, in recent years I've discovered it was because I'm on the spectrum I am you know. That's okay. a thing that people who are neurodivergent do. They, they have problems with textures on food. They don't like having food touching other food is another thing, but that's not something I've ever had a problem with. I don't care about that. But no, I, it's specific foods I won't eat because of either the smell or the texture. Just won't well, do that's it. That's my husband too, well, though, because this. he won't wanna, eat a ton of things. Give me an example. Um, we'll never, ever eat refried beans, ever. Oh, okay, yeah. Refried beans is great. Um, um, mushrooms, <laughs> mushrooms and tomatoes and olives are all slimy snot-filled things to me. I, I just, uh, it, it, to me, it feels like I'm swallowing a, a, a gob of snot. I don't like those things. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, those are the big ones. Uh, uh, there's lots of other things. Uh, just, uh, you, I mean, and the thing is, though, is. is the, I'm I I just going to let that one slide. Well, I know so anyway. I know my family thought I was just super picky and I wouldn't eat things because I didn't want to eat them. And there there was more to it than that. And that's part of the reason why I got so aggressive there. I'm, I'm, I apologize. But that's that's not just a he just won't eat it. It's there's reasons for it. There's not it's not just a I don't want it because yeah. Let's okay. leave it at that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, and all the things you just named, I love, but I do get, because I just had a mushroom pizza today, and I was like, Ugh. and I fell in love with it, of course, but by itself, like, mushroom, I, I used to not like mushrooms when I was a kid, and then there's some things That's... I kind of grew into liking, which I don't I don't know how, I didn't like olives when I was a kid. I still like don't, I, I pick them I, off. I always loved olives. <clears throat> I, eat, I eat olives out of a fucking, like, jar, <laughs> you know, I was just... But okay, no, that that that's yeah. that's uh, that's, um, I, I I I see you, man. So um, let's here's some good news. Um, believe it or not, from an airline company, which is very rare. Oh yeah, um, I saw that. Shit, especially I, I thought that yeah, right. And I, I saw this, and I thought this is actually pretty cool because I fly a lot, and I'm I've never I've never even heard of anything like this happening. I've seen something close. Uh, Delta Airlines uh, attendant comforts a woman on a Charlotte flight. And when I say comfort a woman, this dude actually sat in the aisle and held this woman's hand because she uh, had anxiety uh, for flying. She was actually afraid to fly. And a photo was taken of it. It was this gentleman, um, his, uh, his name is Floyd, sitting on the aisle holding this woman's hand. And um, she, uh, and, and a passenger saw this and you know, he took a picture of it. And I guess he was just kind of like talking with her and kind of like keeping her calm during the flight and um and according to the person who took this picture her name is a uh, molly uh simonson lee uh, he just had this connection and warmth and calmness and she responded to that and the moment was just beautiful i thought this was really incredible uh something close to this that i have seen was there was a, a baby on my on one of my flights one time was crying like crazy and one of the one of the flight attendants actually took the baby and kind of rocked it and was like walking up and down the aisle rocking it to sleep 
and gave it and gave oh, it back wow. to the parent once it was done. I didn't even know they were allowed to do stuff like that, but I think it's one of those things where it's like they went above and beyond the call to make sure that everybody is safe because the last thing you need while you're on a plane is for one passenger to like freak the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because that yep. could that could endanger the uh, you know everybody else, and you know that could create a, a widespread panic. We've seen videos of people getting dragged off planes. And yeah. shit like that. Or duct tape um, to the chair. Or, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. What's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to you on a flight, Jamal? Marianne, I will say this. Uh, the last time I, well, when I took the trip to Oregon, I'm not going to lie, I was frightened. Uh, oh, I, was very, I was very frightened because when we went over the Rocky Mountains, we had so much turbulence. I was sitting by the wing of the plane, and the wing of the plane was doing this oh and when it's and when it's doing this you probably don't want your window wide the fuck open right while you're in the clouds and i was freaking out and 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 this this has been going on quite a bit and i really thought okay one of two things could happen we can do an emergency landing i'm looking around nope we're in the rocky mountains i don't know where the fuck we're gonna land this thing in the rocky mountains um yeah. i really thought that I mean, I was like having visions of the plane wing just snapping off and just us going down. So uh, I, yeah, it was, it's, and I'm not a nervous flyer, but oh, I, I, I felt, and, and I'm sitting next to this person and she, we were like looking at each other and I'm just like, <laughs> this could be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope, you know, so, so, but of course, you know, that was that it's turbulence that and it wasn't like your regular well i don't even know how regular this was like turbulence on a scale of one to ten it was like a good eight you know like I, i'm looking and I, and I just open up my window and i see like these white cap mountains and i see my wing flapping like a paper airplane wing oh, <laughs> just, I, just hoping I'm, that it's not gonna collapse and fall yeah i and, and, and my and, and mind you, I'm looking at like I could see like the gears, like like it's like going like this, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck does that mean? Like, are we? Oh, <laughs> shit. Every time the every time the wing, and and it's like an engine, like I guess it would correct itself or whatever. I don't know shit about planes or you know, but it's like I would see like it would like the 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 parts of the wing would like go up or down or whatever, but it it, it would just kind of it would frighten me. But um, and the thing is, it's like I fly a lot a lot to a point where it's like, I get why some people just say fuck it and take the bus. But right. uh, that's yeah. probably the, I think that's probably the weirdest thing. It was just turbulence and looking at the people around us, because again, there was also, it's, it's also a concern that the majority of the people who are awake has coming back. The same thing happened. Only differences. I had a bunch of fucking edibles and I downed them and fell asleep. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to crash on an airplane, I'm going to be comatose. I as fuck when it happens. I don't want to be, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to feel it. I just want to wake up and be like, am I high or did I go to heaven? Like that's, that's all I want to. Dude, I, f I flowed twice in the last two weeks over to Spokane and on the way back. And, uh, on the way there, uh, there was some turbulence on the way back. There wasn't, I can, all I can tell you is that, I had my headphones on. I had music cranked up, and I was not looking on either side of me. 
I wasn't looking out any windows. I was just focusing on the music because if I hadn't been focusing just on the music in my headphones, I would have been freaking the fuck out because, you know, the plane was bouncing around like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And then and, and it was a 30-minute flight, so it, it, it felt like 10 minutes because I was so focused on, on not paying attention to the plane bouncing around like yeah. a, you know, a kid in the back of and, a van. And the thing is, like, I was watching a movie, so, and I was kind of like, and I was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to pause this movie and kind of like gather myself, you know, because I'm just kind of like, you know, I really wanted to watch this. And then I'm like, I need to, maybe if I finish watching it and if I died, it'd be like, okay, at least I got to watch this movie uh, again. But it was just, I try to find ways to distract myself, um, whether it's like writing. I don't, I used to write on the plane. I, I kind of don't anymore because, uh. Like I'll do it like maybe the last two hours of the plane when I'm about to land, but I don't. I'm not, I, I, I'll keep a notepad on me just in case I feel like writing. But most of the time, I'm just like watching movies or watching TV on the plane. Um, on the way from San Francisco to Medford, I sat next to a gentleman, and I usually don't like talking to people on a plane, but uh, he made it. He, we were talking, pleasant. I'm like, you know what? And I told him I was like, to be honest with you, you're probably the first person in a long time that I've had this I, th I think the flight was like maybe an, an hour or so or 45 minutes but I was like I've, I've never really talked to anybody during an entire flight on a plane before that wasn't first class <laughs> wow yeah that wasn't first class that yeah okay. we see how you how you are yeah I, <laughs> and coach and it's like and coach don't fucking talk to me and coach I just, there's nothing, we're, we're both, we're, we're all in the same tax bracket, we're all, we all hate our lives, we're in coach, we get it, we don't have to compare, but this particular dude, and the funny thing is we sat way in the back, which was funny because it was the same place I sat on the connecting flight, way in the back, so, um, but it was I just, one, you know, I guess it's great because the toilet's right there, so you're not really bumping into kneecaps when you're trying to get back there. And if you want to like request like a snack or something, they could just hand it to you and be done with it. You know. Oh, the best part about it is though is is when you go to take off. So one of the things that I always do, I, I'm one of those crazy people that I love the turbulence. Okay, so I'm one of those kind of people that everybody hates, because while everybody else is white knuckle gripping it, I'm in the back giggling. I'm like, <laughs> and I do because. A long time ago, my brother, I was flying out of uh, St. George, Utah on a little, like a 12-person plane. <laughs> yeah, and it takes you, it literally takes you to get up to height. It takes you like an, it, the whole flight to get up there. Then you, you level out, you're at cruising altitude for about five minutes, and then it takes another hour and a half to drop back down. Oh, but my Lord. brother's telling me, he goes, you know, he told me, he goes, look, he goes, Miriam, what I always do is when I sit on the plane, when I start feeling the turbulence, he goes, I pretend like I'm riding a bull. And he's oh, like, and I'm up there riding. And I was like, that okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. And so when I, I got in there and it was dipping around, I started laughing. Well, ever since then, anytime the plane starts dipping and bucking and rolling on me, I just imagine I'm riding a bull and I just sit there and giggle and laugh. And people are looking at me like they want to just bitch slap me. Well, that, yeah, you that, are, you that are makes sense. not fun. For people around you when you're just like giddy up yep 
I am too. Hell yeah, let's do this. There's only like one time in my my life of flying that I ever got really scared. And I was it was uh, I was on a way to Vegas, and it wasn't it was I was in a really bad headspace, right? Um, the person that I was working with, I was this is I was really young at the time. I was working in a com, uh, convenience store, and the guy that I was working with, um, tripping balls on something, I don't know, pain meds or whatever the fuck it was, and because he broke his his toe and he was bitching and whining that he didn't want to have to work, and. Um, he he was like he was he's like I'm so mad and he reaches in and pulls out his fucking forty five and he's like I could shit and I was like okay Dan good boy Dan put it away Dan and I, so I was freaking the fuck out he was trying to convince me to have the guy that I was dating come replace him because we were we all worked together and I'm like he's my ride to the airport he's not going to replace you and so oh, oh wow. my god it was yeah. So I was really like stressed out because this guy he was he was losing his shit and and for the few hours I was on my shift, and so by the time I got out of there I was a nervous wreck, and so when I go to get on the plane I'm just about to board the plane, and this kid in front of me with his parents he was all of about I don't know nine or ten so he wasn't really little, but he wasn't you know very old. He looked at his mom and went, no, and reached around and grabbed both edges of the plane and hung on for dear life as they're pulling him by his waist and he's clinging to the edge and not trying to get on the plane. And I'm like, holy shit, what does this kid know that I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was scared. So what by the time, I've never been one who ever drank on a plane, but when that cocktail cart came through, I was like, yes, and make it a triple and keep them coming. <laughs> I uh, I remember when I was flying out of Seattle after doing a show, I had a layover, I had a stop in Denver, got on my plane in Denver, and we were not even, probably like maybe an hour into the flight, we were told that we had to turn around because there was a malfunction with one of the engines, and they were trying to see if we could make it to Chicago and land there. But um, for safety reasons, they were like, you know what, let's fly back to Denver. We fly back to Denver to get on another plane that never showed up. So we was pretty much stranded in Denver for about six hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, um, and this was with United. And United uh, brought over like this. Uh, it was almost like a wa like a couple of wagons full of like snacks and food, and then they handed out vouchers of for like places we could eat in the terminals. And uh, I was like, I'm gonna need more than one uh, because I, you know, I'm a I'm I'm gonna, I'm a hungry I'm a, I'm a I try to take advantage as much as I can with these airlines. So they gave they gave me two, and a couple of other people that were flying with two, and then we went and we ate at like this really, really cool like restaurant, and then we stayed there for like six hours just eating snacks afterwards because the plane that we were supposed to be on wasn't ready, and uh, finally we ended up getting a plane. I think we ended up flying out at like one in the morning. Yeah, it was. Yeah, wow. we landed. Yeah, we landed at around. Uh, it was like seven thirty, 
and uh, and my 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 uh, layover was like forty five minutes, but they had already told us that that plane wasn't ready, and so we was the flight got delayed, and we ended up just staying at the terminal. And I'm so used to sleeping at airports now that it's not even like you know I sleep at airports all the time now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember I actually years ago, I I think that's probably really the only time I was ever at Denver was at their airport. And I remember because my my next flight out to Wyoming was like 12 hours away. It was ridiculous. So Mm -hmm. they had this super really nice, soft, comfortable benches. And I found it in a little nook way away from everybody. And I crashed out and put my coat over me and tucked my wallet into my bra and, you know, snuggled up and there I slept. I wrapped around my backpack and it was a nice airport. Two thumbs up, way up for Denver. Oh, Denver. Yeah, Denver airport is really cool. I like Denver airport. Um, Anytime that I look to see what layover I'm going to get and I see Denver, I'm like, I'm all in. Uh, Denver... Uh, so I recently went back to San Francisco. Their airport is like okay. I think, and I don't want to say like they're the, the worst airport, but I, I feel like Vegas is a little much. Um, O'Hara to me is confusing. The Chicago one, and um, I think one of the nicest, like really nicest airport I've been to, has been Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina's airport is it, it's clean. It's, it's, I think they built newer parts of it. And the cool thing about it, the, the one issue that I have with it, though, is everything is so far apart. Like, but at least they let you know, like, how many minutes walk it's going to take for you to get from one place to another. Yeah, that's good so at least. there's that. But, and, and they have, like, this really cool, like, if your dog has to take a shit or pee or whatever they get. I think every airport has this now, but theirs is, like, really nice. You have an, the airport is actually in the forest, <laughs> <laughs> which I always joke about. So anytime I feel like, anytime somebody gives me a ride to the airport, or if you've never been to the airport yourself, you would think someone was going to take you out to the woods and kill you. Like, that's where the airport's <laughs> located. The airport is wow. located in a place where you could probably get whacked, and, you know, and that's it. But uh, but Denver, I think Denver is, and Denver has some really cool places you could eat at also. Um, the, the airports here, New York, uh, LaGuardia, Liberty, uh, JFK, they suck. I, I'm 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 not really a, a huge fan of these airports. Uh, I have to use one of them to fly out of, but I usually use the one in New Jersey because it's cheaper to fly out of, and at least their their United uh, terminal is actually pretty cool. So, um, but no, it's um, and there's a, there's going to be other airports that I'm going to be like, wow, this is. You know, oh, Medford Airport. It's a tiny airport. I think it, it, it's a high school. It's practically a high school, the size of like a, a high school. Oh, wow. And, and the thing is, it's really, you know, it, it's, a, it's a small airport. You're in and you're out. Like security, you're not, you're not standing in line with TSA for two hours, you know, trying to get through security. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, as soon as you land, the advertisements that you see is just cannabis advertising. So I think most of those planes are smuggling weed to other places anyway. <laughs> I know I, I know I was because I got bags of weed that I got from shows that I did over there. And I'm like, look, ma'am, this is what you're going to find in my... She's like, really? That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for shit that could, like, harm people. 
I'm like, all right, you're, we're good then. If I was in JFK or any other airport, I would probably be pulled aside because of a special screening, um, which is my favorite things. Oh, um, yeah. I love, uh, hey, you're, you're special screening. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't even know what that means. Just, just tell me that you are uh, profiling me. Yeah. Because I look like the type that would actually do some shit, you know, with a plane because I don't have things to do when I, you know, I don't have plans after this. Um, here's a, I'm going to do a quick segue here because this right here kind of, the uh, Adult Swim cut ties with Rick and Morty co-creator yeah. uh, Justin Rowland uh, because he is facing domestic violence charges. Why are we hitting people? Like, haven't we learned? I mean. Uh, so... This, so here's the thing. This much we do know, according to uh, the report. Rick and Morty co-creator and voice actor jo uh, Justin Rowland faces felony domestic violence charges in connection with a 2020 criminal complaint. Adult Swim announced that they had ended its association with him, uh, according to a statement released by uh, a spokesperson of the channel uh, today. Now... He pled not guilty to one count of felony domestic battery with corp corporal injuries and uh, injury and one felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit resulting from an alleged incident in January 2020. So this was like before the pandemic or like on the, on, oh, wow. on the beginning of the pandemic. So, um... So Adult Swim has announced that Roland's voice roles um, of the Rick and Morty character will be recasted and yeah. he will no longer work on the series in any capacity. But also, come to think about it, he's also doing other shows like Solar Opposites for, uh, for Hulu right? and Koala Man, I think, is the other one. And uh, so he's also doing other... So we don't know what the results... I mean, I'm assuming they're probably not going to want to work with him in any capacity, yeah. if that's the case. Uh, the show has been renewed through 10 total seasons, which I'm excited about. They're already doing, they're working on season seven as we speak, and they intend on moving forward with the flagship series without him. So if convicted, this dude could face up to seven years in prison. Oh, which, shit. Yeah. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. He might, I mean, he could probably get a slap on the wrist. Um... But I I, uh, I don't know what the incident really stems from. But, I mean, I don't know. And I don't even know if he's married. But if it's a domestic violence thing, yeah. it's just like you would think I, by now with all the shit that's going on. I heard someone you... say so... earlier today that they heard that he had uh, – he suffers from bipolar disorder. I don't know if he's he's medicated or if he went off his meds when this happened or – or what, but he's got some issues. He's also on the spectrum and a couple other things too, I think. So Oh. Well no well, that explains a lot because I think he's a I think he's a genius. I think he's a smart guy. Yeah. Um and the fact that, you know, th that he's he's got these shows going, you would think he would be on like a Seth MacFarlane level with all these things that he's got going on. Yeah. Well I he I think he does, but the fact that he he did this, that's completely fucked him, you know. I saw a oh, post yeah. today that cracked me up. It says a casting director somewhere is about to hear a lot of really bad impressions of Rick and Morty. Oh God! Yeah. Oh yes, they will. And it's and and again, you're gonna have to kind of 
you're gonna have to kind of go with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just it, it and it's and again, the, I like these shows. These shows are good. They're smart. They're they're different from what I'm used to, but. To see this, it, it kind of breaks my heart because it's like this. This is like a new wave yeah. of, uh, of 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 comedy, the new yeah. wave of animation, uh, a new wave of just it's, all all this fun stuff. You know, it's so, different. It's different from Family Guy and South Park, and The Simpsons enough that it's you know. I mean, except for well, I, no, it, everything's different about it. It's completely different. I think, I mean, here's the thing, but I think it's more cerebral than those shows. Yeah, it's yeah. way more cerebral than definitely Family Guy, American Dad, and like, and, yeah. and, and as much as I love The Simpsons, The Simpsons is not like a cerebral show. No, it's not. These these shows, like even Solar Opposites, what I've grown to love, it's a very, it's a very these shows are very smart. They they yeah. take, they, they 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 definitely take like a, um, I mean they can take a concept and just roll with it. And there's been times I watch a show and I be like, damn, I feel dumb. <laughs> like, like, I feel well, like, oh, I think honestly, I said this earlier today on somebody else's post. I said I think they should see if they can get uh, Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox to re to replace Rick and Morty's voices. Wait, who? I, I heard Michael J. Fox. Who was the, Christopher uh, Lloyd and Michael J. Fox? You know, Doc and Marty. And I could live with that. Oh, as a matter of fact, I could. That I I think that actually complements. So, yeah, I think that definitely complements because the, the characters actors. are, you know, obviously based on Doc and Marty, clearly, you know. But uh, I'm trying to remember. There's another show he's. I think he had something to do with. Uh, it's on Netflix. It just got canceled, actually. Uh, Inside Job. Oh, that got canceled. Yeah. It just huh. got announced like a day or two ago. That it got canceled. It. it Oh, okay. It looked pretty again. Another show that great seems show. Cerebral. Oh wow! I wonder why they canceled. I mean, see when I when I see shows like that, like streaming shows like that, get canceled. I I always wonder why. Because I my thing is I know people are at least watching it. Somebody, I mean, people have got to be watching these, these, these well, shows. The one so of the like, one of the CEOs or one of the people in charge of Netflix said that they don't cancel shows that that are doing well. So, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I don't know about all that. Um, I've seen shows get canceled and people beg for them to come back. You know well, what I'm yeah, saying? I so it's like I, I don't I don't I really don't know. And Netflix uh, has about, been one of those places that's like grabbed those shows and brought them over and, and gave them a couple more seasons. I'm yeah, looking at I mean, you, yeah, Lucifer. That was a great show. Oh, was that another one I got canceled? Yeah, it was. It was on Fox for like the first, I think, three seasons. Oh, and Lucifer! It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucifer got canceled on Fox, and then then Netflix picked it up and did two more seasons. This is the oh, last two seasons, I think, were the best two seasons, huh? Yeah. So, see, there is life after network TV. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, I remember, I think when when Scrubs Scrubs used to be on NBC. And then they moved to ABC for I think a couple of seasons before they, you know, finished out. So, yeah, um, you know, so sometimes you know you you might get lucky. I mean, you know? yeah, there's been a f I can think of a couple more shows that were like switched networks and did did well on the other network. Like Supergirl was on CBS, I think, or NBC, one of the two, 
and they moved okay. over to the CW on I think season three, and it went for another five or four seasons, four or five seasons. Uh, as a matter of fact, if I remember correctly, American Dad on Fox, and then I think they moved to TBS. Uh, and I don't know shit. I don't even know where. I thought TBS now. just did the the reruns. No, I think TBS was doing because um, it wasn't on Fox anymore. Oh, it was on Cartoon so think... Network. It would American Dad didn't American Dad go to? No, wait. I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of. Uh... I mean, you could see it on Cartoon Network. I'm thinking. I'm think thinking of Futurama. But American so Dad. Guys... Oh, sorry. You guys no, were saying uh, um, Doc and Marty. Did you guys hear that there was a? a... A uh, Back to the Future Four coming out. There is not a Back to the Future I, Four. Is that a is that a hoax that I saw that yes. trailer? Yeah, it's a fake. It's a fake trailer. There's a bunch of fake trailers. On I just saw one yesterday for uh, for Deadpool three. Uh, oh, and, and they haven't even started. I don't even think they started production yet. Like, no, they haven't. I don't think they have any. I think they've been doing teasers for it. And the teasers are them start. talking about it, so they haven't shown any clips of anything. Mm, that's sad. Yeah. No, you. I saw the. I saw a fan-made trailer. Is what they're called. Um, I saw one for Back to the Future Four, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's all clips from random movies that those people are in that they kind of edited into a trailer." So you got to look for the sometimes they don't tell sometimes they don't say it's a fan made trailer. You got to look in the comments and people are like, this is, yeah. Oh, somebody sent it to me yesterday, so they didn't realize I'll have to let them know that that was not in fact true. But yeah. uh, thinking of, of movies, that takes us to uh, our 2023 Oscar nominations. And yeah, snubbed. that's messed this up, man. Me, this makes me okay. really mad. So, okay, so we're talking about the uh, Oscars. Yeah. So I will say this, and I feel the shame to say this. I have not watched any of these movies, much less went to the movie theater at all in the past yeah. year or so. It's been a while. So wow. I do know some of I, I know some of these movies because I've seen the trailers to them and whatnot, but. As I looked at the nominations early this morning when they announced them, all I thought to myself was, uh, I mean, I, I've heard you talk about The Woman King, Marianne. Oh, and, such a fucking awesome movie. And I, and the first thing that came to mind was Viola Davis will most likely get nominated for this movie, and she was she not. She should have. She should have. She did an amazing job. Oh, my God, it was an amazing job. Oh, and I, and I, and I believe, very, oh, and I Very believe, proud. Uh, so... So, yeah, I, this makes me really mad that she that they just snubbed her that, you know, and I looked at the other and again, I, I usually at around this time, I would have been, I would have seen at least a good parts of these movies and, and could have been like, oh, I could see why they nominated her, why they nominated this person. One thing that I am happy, actually, as I'm looking at these nominations is Brendan Fraser being nominated for The Whale. Yes. I think that's a, a, um, Yes. Again, have not seen this movie. Neither have I. But but my my issue is, and and it's not and this doesn't deter me from watching it. A lot of people say that it's either terrible, or it made them 
feel sort of a way because it's so relatable. But I've heard I've heard that this movie is not good. I'm gonna see for myself because number one, uh, which one? The Whale with Brendan Fraser. I haven't heard anything bad about that one. Everyone I've ever heard said it was great. I actually wanted to watch it. Uh, I went looking for it, and I haven't been able to find it yet. It's not out yet. That's what it. Well, it is in theaters, isn't it? I don't. I think it is in theater. I don't think it got. Is it in theaters now? In New York, it's definitely out already. Yeah. Okay, I thought it wasn't out yet. I first started looking for it. I think I started looking for it about a month ago, and it hadn't come out yet because I started already hearing about Brandon Fraser. Like I, I'd heard all this stuff about Brandon Fraser had put on all this weight, and then come to find out he hadn't put on all this weight. He hadn't got to be this huge fat fuck. He was wearing a fat suit. Yeah. And that's what that was. Oh, he gained so, some weight, but he he also wore prosthetics to make him bigger. He yeah, and so, but I'd heard many things about this movie and they were already talking about Oscars. Well, he did get nominated he did get nominated for a Golden Globe which, based on what we talked about a month ago, he, he, he wasn't going to win that. Like, they weren't going to hand him a Golden Globe. And I think that was just politics, number one. He uh, wasn't going to go to and, Golden Globes. No, and nor was he. Yeah, and nor was he going to go anyway, but it was almost like the fact that he got nominated, great, but it was almost like after you know, the allegations that were made, you think they're going to just hand him a Golden Globe and be like, hey, thanks, you know? No. Now, will he... Here now, you go, sorry. A, <laughs> yeah. Now, will he win an Oscar? And, you know, as I was watching, like, these, um, you know, the uh, the Best Actor nominations... I and guess again, it is I'm in theaters. Like, I'm like, who, who, and who? <laughs> you know? Like, okay, I know Brendan Fraser, but uh, who? Uh, and who? So the Batman did get nominated, I think, three times. So um, not for nothing, you know, but visual effects and what sound and all that, which I, I'm all for. Uh, they uh, they were talking about sn- uh, Oscar snubs, and speaking of, I guess, other snubs, they were talking about the um, the the movie Till, which I didn't see. Uh, Danielle Deadweiler. Uh, she's been a right. I guess she's been a rising star, getting nominations left and right. But uh, she was, um, I guess, uh, according to this, she was passed over for the best actress category for this movie. And uh, I didn't even know. Like again, I haven't seen till I heard it wasn't that good either. Uh, Glass Onion, um, Ryan Johnson. Uh, that was actually is, pretty good. I mean, it wasn't as good as the first one. But it was it, good. It got nominated for just one for best adapted screenplay. So, um, is that Glass Onion? Yes. I, I keep seeing commercials or at least advertising for Glass Onion, but not really what it's about or anything. The, oh no, it's really. Uh, I saw the uh, first one. Knives Out, yeah. Knives Out was really good. Yeah. Oh, that's Glass Onion is is the sequel to Knives Out. Knives yeah. Out was. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Daniel Craig's character from Knives Out going to like a a uh, private island where a group of a group of friends are doing a murder mystery party, but someone actually dies. So, oh, I might have to see it. Um, I might have to see that because that sounds good. They're saying Brad Pitt for Babylon uh, was a snub. 
Uh, yeah, so uh, Paul Dano for The Fablemans. Wait, I thought he got nominated for that. Or did he get a... Uh... Oh, Judd Hirsch was the only one that got... Okay, so Paul Dano, the guy who played the Riddler in uh, the Batman movie, was in the new Steven Spielberg mo movie. And I guess he plays like Steven Spielberg's dad in the movie. I haven't uh, seen that yet. I don't want to see that. Got, uh, did not get nominated. So, and here's the funny thing. We're probably going to watch these movies and we're going to be like, holy shit, why didn't these guys get nominated? Um, James Cameron, the seven-time Oscar nominee uh, and a three-time Oscar winner, um, who, of course, movies you guys know, like Titanic, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and Avatar. Um, James Cameron could not float into this year's Oscar crowd for best director. He did not get nominated. Yeah. Uh, I want next year. I kind of want to know whose balls you got to like cup in order to get a nomination. How well, how that works. Well, it's not just cupping the balls. You have to like cradle them and then, you know, you know, uh Baz Luhrmann for Elvis, he got passed over, but the actor the guy who played Elvis, he got nominated for, uh, what's his name? Austin Butler, yeah. Austin yeah. Butler got nominated for being Elvis. So, But Austin, you got big shoes to fill, man, because Brendan Frage was coming for that Oscar. I, I don't even know who's going to win it. Because yeah. uh, like I said, did not see any of these movies. And um, so there is a movie that I do want to see that a lot of people have been talking about, and it's Everything Everywhere. All at once. Uh, all at once. And Jamie Lee Curtis is uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor. She was uh, great in that movie. In that movie. She's she's great in a lot of the things that she does. This is her first nomination. Really? I, I find I, that hard I to believe. Find that hard to, yeah, I'm like, I kind of find that hard to believe. Um, and I'm going to definitely fact check that. Um, you, let's see these. Okay, so... So, yeah, I, I do kind of find that hard to believe. Top Gun Maverick got nominated for Best picture of course yeah for um, tom cruise yeah like you how do you say no to dreamy tom cruise because if you do, if you do you get a bunch of shit from his co-workers and his cult members <laughs> and uh so yeah so i mean and i love the oscars this is one of my favorite time of years when it comes to, like movie awards so i will definitely be watching this uh and just and again even though i haven't seen any of these movies I think what I'll, I mean, if I even get a chance to, I'll probably try to catch some of these movies. Um, but definitely everything, everywhere. The Whale. I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch The Whale because I want to see, because I know in the past I've always like made fun of Brendan Fraser's movies. But uh, I always like to see people who like do movies and then kind of like pivot and then do better movies pivot their careers and, and do uh, better stuff. Like, I liked it when Matt, when Ben Affleck was behind the cameras making good movies instead of him being in front of the camera. Yeah. Just saying words. You know, like, hey, so what's this, uh, what's this so, uh, new segment, Random Question? We did it last week, actually. It's just Random Questions. Okay. Uh, wait, where, oh, there it is. I have to scroll further down for this one. Yeah, it's just basically just random questions. It's like almost like a conversation starter. I usually try to put them in the front of the of the show, but I like to put like the Eminem thing that we spoke about, like stuff that are like hard hitting first, 
and then kind of work our way down, or actually work its way in the middle. But um, I think what I did was as I put this one here, I fell asleep. <laughs> I, I passed out and then woke up, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to make sure that this outline has some nice, cool visuals on here. And I actually forgot that that was even down there. But being that we have talked about, did we talk? We didn't even talk about community being. No, we haven't. Haven't we? No. So well, what's and, going and, on with and, that? And, and we like the TV show. Like I, I, I at least I do. Um, community uh, is beginning filming in June, as Joel McHale reveals. So um, there's going to be a community movie. Oh, movie! The, uh, nice. NBC. I thought they were doing another, yeah, another season. Yeah, this is going to be a full-length movie. Uh, Joe McHale also had reiterated that uh, Ken Jeong will be coming back. Um, Daniel Purdy, Allison Brie, Jillian Jacobs, and Jim Rash, who is not going to be coming back, will be Chevy Chase because of his very uh, public falling out over the show. And good, because I don't like Chevy Chase at all, so it would be nice to watch it, you know, see this without him. However, uh, Donald Glover and Yvette Nicole Brown, they're not, they have not confirmed if they're going to be back yet. So, um, I mean, it would be nice to have them back. But, yeah, they're actually going to be filming this movie in June. And um, I don't know who the director is yet or anything past that, but this is something that Joe McHale had revealed. So there you go, guys. There's going to be a community movie. I'll have to actually watch the show now that there's a movie coming out. You haven't watched the show? I thought you have. No. I mean, I'm aware the of the show, show actually, but I've never watched it. Community, I actually watched the first two se- the first two seasons of it. It's it's funny. It's really it's really funny. And would, would you say it's funny or as funny as The Office cuz I don't like The Office. I'm not a fan of The Office either. Um I don't I, now when are I they, say, are they the same type of yeah, comedy though? Is the thing? No, I don't think so. It's not um, it's not pretending to be a reality show when it's scripted. No, 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 no. Okay. Here's the thing. The original office, the English version office, I think is way better than the American version I've, office. I've watched and the only about. reason why the English version is very dry, super dry. The humor like I mean, you could strike a match on that humor. Yeah. I think the thing with the American version of the office and I've watched some episodes and I, I get the same feeling that I get with Parks and Rec. I'm not a fan of that show either. I kind of feel like NBC tries to do this same kind of like, uh, like outline for these shows, and I'm like, I, and and again, I love Steve Carell. I didn't think that yeah. that I, I think that that show was just kind of like I was like I don't I don't understand. It almost like it was like a sitcom, in my opinion, that tried to be funny, as where Community the character and each everybody has like their own character just like the office but the only difference is community is like way funnier than the office yeah i'll have to check and, it and, out i've and, i've never watched it cuz they they looked similar in in like the the in the commercials i've seen for them so to me just like okay this is just going to be like that show and i didn't like the, that show so i'm probably not going to like this show yeah, i think the thing i mean the office it's just and again i used to work in a lot of office stuff and me too so, so I and I and I watch it and I'm just like, you know what? Um, I don't, I, I just don't get it. it. It doesn't seem relatable to me. As were yeah. community. Um, and Ricky Gervais is hit and miss with me. Sometimes he's very funny. Other times, I I like, why is that funny? 
I don't understand why he thinks that's funny. Because, um, like, have you ever seen his show Idiot Abroad? No. It's it's essentially him and his special needs friend, and he's basically putting his special needs friend in situations that makes him uncomfortable. So, like, oh, think of think of think of someone who's like 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 barely functioning autistic, and you putting them in a position where they're not in they're not anywhere near being comfortable, and he just laughs at the guy the whole time. And I I, I was like, no, I no, I can't get that it. That sounds like Ricky Gervais anyway. That sounds like his life. <laughs> yeah, he, that just he sounds like something. Sometimes he's very funny. Other times he's just an asshole. So. I mean, I like Ricky Gervais because I think the thing about him is, you know, he doesn't... I, I like the kind of comics who... He doesn't care what people think. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm going to... Here's here's my my take on certain things, and you can take it or leave it. And I respect him for that. Yeah. I, I really no, like the I fact get that. that he does that. And a, lot, and, and a lot of comics do that. And he doesn't pander to the... Uh, he doesn't pander to the audience. Yeah. So that's what I like about that's what I like about him hosting like the Golden Globes. Um, that was and, fucking and hilarious show. last year. Like he's he's really vicious, and it's almost like, you know, hey, they brought me here for a reason. You guys have to sit here and take it, basically. And yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, now that that but, was yeah, so, absolutely when he called out the audience, uh, the whole like Epstein thing, and he's like, no, he's your friend. Nope. I don't care. Oh, Shut yeah. up. <laughs> you know. He's like, look. He's like, look. I live in England. Um, you guys have to deal with this American bullshit. So yeah. I, I'm gonna collect my check and I'm gonna hop on a plane and I'm gonna go right back to fucking England. Like, uh, a part of me kind of feels like he doesn't even like America, but he'll take our money. But it's, yeah. uh, it's. It, I, I'm like, hey, go for yours, man. Like, you know. Um, but you know, speaking of uh. Our, uh, our our new segment. Yes, uh, we do have a new segment that I kind of came up with. It's kind of right now. It's kind of replacing garbage people because I'm still working on that, uh, and uh, there, there's still more on that list. But so, I'm kind of giving garbage people a break and being nice, do, doing a nicer segment. So, is a random question? Is it for for me and Marianne, or is it just all of us? Yeah. Or well, all of us, me, Marianne, and you. Uh, do we, it, it, do we it, each it, ask a question, or is it just you asking a question and no, we no. giving an answer? There's already there's already a question. Oh, like, yeah, I think when you scroll down a little further, because I had to do the same thing too. I think a little, it's yeah, it's a right there. And the question oh, okay. is for our for our radio audience, uh, what is the best compliment you have ever received? Uh, God, I have to... I don't know how to answer that one. Uh, what's the best compliment I've ever received? Um, and, and not for nothing, I have to think about it too. Honestly, I can't think of anything. Nothing really comes to mind. Somebody had to have said something pleasant. I mean... I was actually talking to somebody else about this earlier today. That uh, I used to get people saying, "Oh, this is, it's uh, it's cool that you, you know how to do this because this is really hard." And I look at them like, "Okay, it's not for me. I'm not I'm not trying to sound better or smarter than anybody. Anybody, but it's just that particular type of thing." I specifically, was talking about like doing like uh, 
troubleshooting and tech support type stuff, and uh, okay. just understanding computers in general. Um, so I mean, there's there's a compliment in there somewhere. You know, I think it's more self self deprecating for them than it was a compliment for me. <laughs> but, oh. Well then, that's a compliment still. <laughs> yeah, that's still a compliment though. I don't know. Shit, I'll t- I'll take that any day. You know. Um, uh, yeah. So, what about so, you? So I mean, for for me, and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna take away the whole, you know. Oh, he's funny. Like it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not remove, gonna count that remove that from the yeah, thing yeah. I'm gonna, Definitely remove that because that that's too easy. You know what I'm saying? I think um, you know what? I think the best compliment that I've ever received uh, was from somebody last year in February. A friend of mine, a friend of a friend of mine. Um, we, uh, as you guys know, one of my best friends, uh, his wife passed away, and it's almost coming up to a year, February 13th, actually. Wow. Um, it, it, it time flies. It almost seems like I was there like a week ago, but, um, and this, this really, it really, it kind of made me, you know, it got to me a little bit, but, uh, one of our mutual friends had told me that I was, uh, a good friend and I was noble, which is all, which is something that I really feel that I always try to, um, I always try to be, if anything, I try to be a friend to my friends, uh, I think it's very important because a lot of us, we grew up together and we've known each other for a long time. Uh, I don't, I don't think I've known anybody aside, I mean, aside from my high school friends, as long as, as we do, I mean, we'll, we'll still see each other. And it's almost as if we haven't missed a beat. It's like we continue a conversation that we had a year ago or whatever. But one of, uh, one of our mutual friends told me, uh, actually at the funeral, uh, that I, he was like, you were, you're a very noble person. I can see you are there for your friends. Um, but to be honest with you, it, it was only because when I was sick, he dropped everything and he came to Seattle and he hung out with me for a while and made sure that I was okay. So I kind of felt that it was one of those things where, I mean, I don't want to say it's like returning a favor because you don't do favors for your friends. It's just you, you do stuff for them. And it, it, you never do things for your friends and hoping to getting something back. You do that shit to strangers or acquaintances. I yeah, felt like, yeah. I felt like, hey, he did this for me. I need to do this for him, you know? So it wasn't, and, and it was my pleasure. It wasn't, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it was very stressful, but I ha- this was something that I felt, if anything, I had to do. Uh, I wasn't looking for any kind of uh, a pat on the back or an Adam boy. No, no, that shit means nothing to me. It's there was a friend in need, and it, he's been him and his family have always been. Like I said, it's we're not even friends. I don't even know why we. I even use the word. He's practically my brother now. He's like he's my brother, you know. And we've all we've always been there for the hardest part of our lives. And I think it's just one of those things that. You know, we've been through the trenches when we were in high school. I mean, we've been through a lot of shit. And I was the best man at his wedding. How could I have not shown up? And for all the things that him and his family has done for me over the years, the kindness, it's one of those things that is just like, you kind of, it, 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 I kind of feel like he makes me a better person 
even though I know the kind of person that I am. <laughs> right. But when I'm with him and when I'm with his family and all that, I, I, I do feel like this guy, uh, is, again, I've ne- and, and, and it kind of rubs off onto me, but I think that's probably one of the best compliments I've had in a long time, uh, in a while even, was just yeah. that. And it, it, it made me feel good because, you know, I'll, I'm going to continue to be that. I'm going to continue to be there for my friends and, uh, you know, be there to support because, yeah. you know, life is hard. Life is hard, man. You got you, you got to you got to lean on people sometimes. And it's just like I'm lucky to have the type of friends that I have because I feel like if if they weren't here or if we didn't have the relationships that we have now, I would probably I would and I live in a city of eight million people. I would probably feel alone as fuck. I don't yeah. feel that much anymore. And uh and, and on top of that, you got to you got to. You gotta talk to your friends. You gotta call. You gotta check up on them. You know what I'm saying? Is you gotta yeah. check up on some of your people. To make sure that uh, they're like that whole Facebook shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if you're calling them up or messaging them, that that that's one thing. But it's like, don't that. Oh, he made a comment. I'm gonna like that. That's not getting in contact with somebody. That's just acknowledging that you know that you know how to read. That's all that shit is. At least you have that. <laughs> you know. So, I, I, then again, I only have you know, 42 people on my list, and of those 42 people, I think I get maybe three or four reactions to the things I post. And I haven't posted a lot on Facebook because I don't get a lot of reaction out of things. So I just I just stop posting most most things to Facebook anymore. If I'm doing any social media, it's going to be on Instagram or on on uh, TikTok. And I was actually thinking about like the the, the you know the I think part of the reason why I couldn't really think of like a compliment that I've received that stands out is because I haven't had one in a very long time. And when I get them, I don't believe them. I think the person is just being patronizing. So, you know, that's me though. Marianne, the question that we, uh, that we were asking was, uh, what was the best compliment you have received? Now, just just so you know, as a comedian, you can't use your phone. No, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. I all of a sudden I'm just feeling like shit. Oh, like literally, just oh my god. All of a sudden I'm just sitting here, and all of a sudden it's like I don't feel good, and I had to run to the bathroom. Sorry about that. But I could I muted myself so that you guys didn't have to hear me. I wanted but... to hear all of it. I wanted to hear all of it. <laughs> <laughs> She's in there doing her best impression of Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) But um, I think the best compliment was um, one time ago, my mom told me that I was the strongest woman that she knew. I was the strongest person she knew. And I, at the time I thought it was a compliment. Now I realize it was just another one of her mother's curses. (laughs) <laughs> she's not wrong though marianne she's not wrong you know because you, know, you don't get strong just by doing nothing i mean you you have to go through it to to get there yeah. and oh you know, sometimes well, I... you did quit drinking and that takes a lot of strength yeah. um so let, i mean you could start with that so she's not wrong on that on, on that point, you know, I haven't seen for 31 years, and 
she didn't my mom didn't live to see me quit drinking or smoking but uh i quit smoking after 31 years and um believe it or not what and actually and quitting drinking both of, of which i'm not i'm not gonna lie and say that i don't dream about it occasionally or think about it because that's still part of that addiction hanging on but um i i stopped dreaming about i I probably dreamed about smoking for about a year or so, two years afterwards. And uh, okay, then it, it kind of like, it, it, it was made frequent trips into my dreams. And then, then it basically kind of faded out. And then um, I still, it's been a little over a year. It's been a, no, a year in November. And I still dream about drinking and still kind of have that, oh my God, why did I take that drink? You know, now I got to start, you know, and, and then I was like, well, it's only one drink. It's not going to hurt me. You know, I still have those kind of dreams, but I think that's really the only time that it really bothers me and really gets to me is when I'm, I'm asleep because it was when you finally make up that decision to go, okay, I'm done with this. It, it literally, I, I equate them to another bad breakup. You know, you just, you're just breaking up with that toxic person, but instead of it being a person, it's a substance and you're, you're breaking up with it and you know how it's going to be. You're going to be fantasizing about it. You're going to like think about it constantly. And you know, it's going to be on the back, you know, on the forefront of your mind for weeks. And it's on the back of your mind. And then now it's, and I'm not saying that I'm strong enough. It's still, it is one of those toxic breakups. If somebody left fucking fireball or some, um, black velvet in my house i'm not gonna say that in a weak moment i wouldn't hit it because i would you know yeah. it'd be like a dry spell when you haven't had sex in a long time and that toxic ex shows up and it's hanging out in your house for a while eventually you're gonna hit it right yeah and then regret the fuck out of it but i just yeah. I don't. i don't let yeah. it in my house i don't let it in my house and so um although the the alcohol that i do have is is the uh, bottle of skull vodka that that cousin Todd gave oh. me. See, I gave her that bottle because I thought I didn't know she stopped drinking. <laughs> so. No, and it was actually you gave me that bottle, Todd. I quit drinking uh, a month and a half later. Oh, I thought you'd start. Oh, okay. No, I quit drinking a month and a half after that. Okay. And the thing is, though, is that I love that vodka because it, it's just for me. It's even better because I'll never drink it. Um, and that's my emergency, my emergency alcohol. You'll it's, never drink it. <laughs> right? No, it's funny because I, again, it's because you could look at that, and, you could look at that, and you could be like, oh yeah, that's that's water. That's that's not vodka, and just like play yeah. it off. Have you has has anybody cracked it open yet? No. Oh, all right, cool. No. Just, so just, I'm gonna, I, and that's the whole point. It's that's my apocalypse alcohol. In the event of an apocalypse, ah. I'm getting shitty drunk on vodka. This and is what the bottle vodka, looks like. Yeah, it's the good vodka. I will mix the fuck out of with that with some Kool-Aid and it's going down. I, I will put the whole bottle into the the jar the jug of Kool-Aid. I feel bad for your whole that they molded that out of. <laughs> I don't think it was right, from an actual head. Let's uh let's talk about the shows that we have been binge watching. 
Let's start with you, Mr. 206 Geek Todd. 206 um, Cousin Todd. I, you know, uh, um, I, I want to rewatch it, um, but I binged the entire series of that, that 90s show uh, in one day. I just day. started binging that. Don't, really? Okay. Don't talk about it. I just I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just, I, I want to rewatch it because I, I want to see if I missed anything. Because, like... Um, How many man, episodes? It, that's eight or ten, ten I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that is. All right, so that's a good five-hour... 30, 30 30-minute episodes, I think. Yeah. You know, I, okay. I, I just, when it came out, I, I, I think it's, it came out at midnight Eastern time. So I started watching it at 9 p.m. And then it was up till like four in the morning. When did it come out? Last weekend or? Um, yeah, I think on Friday, last Friday. Oh, this last Friday. Okay. So we watched, that was one of the things I was going to say that we binge watched is we actually watched, but we we're, we know that there's only 10 episodes. So we are still binge watching. I know. Once upon a time, trust me. We're like they have for all those seasons. Every season has like thirty episodes. So we're only on like season three out of five seasons, or however. Are you still on minutes. season three? Okay, yeah. They're like 20, 20, 26 okay. episodes, I think. Okay, so keep in mind, keep in mind, I get, I have an hour a night to watch TV. Shit, that explains it. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I don't watch that much TV. And on the weekends, I'm out and about, and then we rarely ever watch TV until the night, and then we try and watch movies on the weekends so that I actually have time to, 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 to do a movie. So, yeah, I if on on really long nights, I'll have two hours to watch TV. So, so uh, the other yeah. thing, the other thing I started watching, and there's a new episode came out tonight, uh, is the new Night Court. And I'm gonna watch. Oh, I'm gonna watch have, that once we're done have, here. I do have an opinion on that. I I, I love it. it. There's no. I you know the. It's uh, terrible. It is not I mean, fucking terrible. Not good. Shut up. I'll, I'll tell you why. Number one, the only thing it, it's it's nostalgia, but the only nostalgia is is John Larroquette. And the thing is, they stripped John Larroquette of everything he used to be, and I hate I hate his character. John Larroquette was a womanizing, like, liar, um, chase Marky Post around, R.I.P. Marky Post. And he was, like, the, he was between him and Harry Ander, uh, Anderson, those were the really, and uh, yeah. Charles Robinson. I mean, first of all, the entire cast is great. But yeah. the fact that John Larroquette is, like, the, the remaining one amongst all these, like, young people, he doesn't fit. It's almost as it, you want to know what it is. It's it's the community version of Night Court. That's what exactly what it is. Uh, it's, I, I it's love it. McHale, I well, it's, it's Joe McHale walking in as a uh, as like a as a defense attorney or whatever, and yeah. all of these little children around him are trying. And it's I I, I can't buy into it. I I really uh, wanted to like it, but I kind of felt like. The reason why they're doing this is, I mean, again, when I heard that they were doing this, I was so, so excited. I watched the first two episodes, and I'm like, John Larroquette should not have signed on to do this if this is what they were going to do to this character. And mind you, he... he, he had to, though. No, here's what it is. They, John, I haven't seen it, but I know that the original see it. Dan, yeah. his character would have cancel culture would have screamed all over about his character 
Exactly, and that's why I wouldn't do it. Because yeah. if I can't be... Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he can't evolve. His, well, that's that what's happening. He's evolving. He has to. Yeah, but... He's not, no, the but other thing he has to is because a, he's now the defense attorney, not the prosecutor. He was the prosecutor a, in the original series. Here's the thing. And again, like I said, his character could evolve, but it evolved to a point where it almost looked like, again, it's a bunch of woke writers being like, you can't say that, you can't do that. And I'm like, then I'm not, this, this is the character that I really came to see. I'm not here to see Melissa Roush. I'm not here to see her. I kind of am. The re- she, she doesn't draw me. Don't get me wrong. It's nice that she's, I'm, I'm glad she's playing the, the judge, but don't get me wrong. It's like, she's not even funny in this show. She's really not. But again, don't, in my opinion, I just think that Night Court is just, hey, Dan Fielding, John Larroquette is alive. What has he done? I think you should give a few more episodes before you really tell us how you feel. I mean, it's only been two episodes. It's only been two episodes. I usually usually give shows. Do you really enjoy it, Todd? I do. I really do. How can you say that after only two episodes? Well, I mean,. That's maybe I'm maybe I'm also not trying to compare it to the original series. I'm just enjoying you know, it for but, what it is. But that's the thing. That's the thing. Because when the I, only I, person there is Dan Fielding. Everybody else is either dead or not off part of the show. Right. Yeah. But that's what like I'm saying. It, that it's a it's it's supposed to be a continuation, and Dan Fielding is the same. John Larroquette is playing the exact same character. He's revised. Yeah, but his... it's also been 30 years since the original series went off the air, so there's a lot of time between the 90s and now that he could have evolved. He's still a crotchety old fuck, too. Yeah, and in the show, he is asked to come back to represent... And he doesn't uh, want to. And and, and, and that's where... And, and I would have been like, if he would have said no in the show, which he, I know he did, not, I would have been like, I, no, but I mean, like, no. And then he wouldn't be like the second episode. Like, it was just like, hey, I'm only going to appear in the first season. I mean, in the first episode. And then I'm just not going to do it. The oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's just what I meant. The writing, in my opinion, is so bad. It's like the writing doesn't, it's it doesn't parallel. And again, I am comparing it to... The, the original Night Court, because, again, if you're going to re-bring back a show, like, case in point, when they brought back Family Guy after it got canceled, they didn't change anything of it. As a matter of fact, they made it more raunchier, and they pushed the envelope so far That's... that it was almost like, I dare you to cancel us. With this show, what they did was, and mind you, there was a lot of raunchiness. There was a lot of Yakov Smirnoff jokes. And, 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 the, and, and as hacky as that was, I missed that, but I think the writing, I think the writers kind of like held back and like, oh, we can't say this, Dan can't do that. It's not the 1980s anymore, and it's like, well, maybe hmm. they're maybe they're slowing slowing us back into it. I mean, it's been 30 years since the show went off the air, so it could be that they're, they're oh, starting that they're starting off. So they're introducing to new groups of people who've never seen the show. You don't want to scare everybody off in the first two episodes. So, yeah, but here, here's the thing, though. Do they still have? Um, I mean, Marshall Warfield is still alive. Stuff like that. <laughs> huh? I'm sorry. Are they still like prosecuting hookers and, yeah. and stuff like? that? The, the okay. first yeah. episode had a guy who was like who who's a, a, a flasher, and she goes, uh, 
Then let me take a, she says something along the lines of, let me take a look at this. He goes, okay, and opens his jacket. And everyone's like, oh my God, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the humor isn't gone. It's just, it doesn't have the, the other people that were part of the show. And yeah, there's going to be some things that are going to be different because it's been 30 years since that show. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to watch a couple episodes, but if I, like, I, the first thing I think of when I think of Night Court and I think of a flasher doing this, I think of right afterwards, there's like one of the bailiffs or something that looks over and yeah, does some kind Yes, well, do some kind of... Dan actually takes his manila envelope and like put covers the guy's junk with it. I mean, that's okay. that was yeah, a response yeah, to that. He's like, uh, uh, uh. There could be some kind of snarky comment. Oh, there was. Right? I don't remember all the all the dialogue though. But there, was, I mean, the, the show isn't much different than the original. I don't think. I mean, the only diff- the only real big difference is the only person from the original show is Dan Fielding, and uh, nobody else has made an appearance yet. And there's only what two other people that are still alive from the original show. Like Martin yeah. Ball is still alive. Martin Warfield is still alive. That's Martin it. Post died last year, I believe. Yeah, so those are the only so two. Those are the only two left that hasn't been on the show yet. Yeah. Charles Robinson has been dead for a while, but of course Harry uh, died like a decade ago. Been, yeah. Um, but and again, it's it's it's. But and and also and again, I'm not saying that Melissa Roush has to be, you know, that character. But it's like it is night and day as far as like you know. I don't know. think it is though. I but, really don't. But at the same time, my thing is the judge was funny. Oh, well, he was fucking hilarious. She is not so funny, and I mean it's almost like I don't. She can't. I don't think she could carry this show by herself. Big Bang Theory. She was great in it as a supporting actor. She is not what good. What did she at, play at, in Big Bang? Uh, she was. Uh, she was Wallowitz's sure. wife. Yeah, Bernadette. Pitch voice. Oh, Bernadette. oh, oh, for real? I didn't realize. So, yeah. Here's the thing: when you watch the show, her voice. She's using her voice. She's not doing. She's not the doing this voice. voice. No, yeah. Yeah, she does. She does the regular voice, um, and uh, you know, she's just uh, just a a, a a woman judge who's waiting over her head. <laughs> I honestly but, don't uh, see it. it, it I, I need to go back and rewatch the original series. I think it's on Amazon Prime, but I don't see her as as being much different than Harry was. I mean, she, he he's kind of a snarky guy, and she's very snarky in the first episode. You know, she tricks she, she tricks Dan into coming back. That's what Harry would have done. Yeah, pretty much. He would have probably been like that. Yeah. I mean, he actually um, yeah, did but... do that in the original series. He tricked he tricked him into coming in and. Or actually, no, it was the other way around. It was uh, Dan that tricked Harry to come back. But uh, and they referenced I mean, the original series the, quite a bit. I'm, I'm going to watch the... the uh, I mean, I'm going to watch the, the next episode. I'm most likely to watch the entire season just to see what it is. But it'll determine whether if there's a season two, if I will watch that or not. But uh, I was so... I, I just kind of felt like... I think what I did is I had my expectations like way up here. And yeah. then after watching the first episode, I was like, eh. And then yeah, watching yeah. the second episode, I was. So I think I think uh, you know I think that's the difference between you and me is I didn't have any expectations other than it was going to have references to the original series. That was the only I expectation think that's I had. Healthy, a healthy way to walk into it because 
anytime you have expectations, you set yourself up for failure because with expectations, you also have your idea of how the, that plays out with those expectations. Yeah. Whereas if you just, you don't have any expectations and you go into it fresh, you just kind of go, okay, it is what it is me or you're, you're not. And yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of, I just feel like anytime I've gone into any kind of movie or any, any situation with expectations, I've always been disappointed. And then yeah. where it's, it's when you don't have those expectations that you have I, I that think, fresh. But, but for me, I was excited that the show was coming back, but it's just like, as I'm watching the first episode, I'm like, I want this to be good. I'm investing my, I yeah, want, I don't want this to be I bad. wasn't thinking like so, that at all. I was just so, like, oh. and, 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 and that's what I did. That's, I went in there, popcorn in hand. All right, let's, let's watch this. I and think, I even saw her, I saw Melissa Rauch on The View and she was like, you know, she's the, she's the executive producer of the show. So I'm like, okay, um, who are your writers? Because that's what I always ask. And I started Googling some of the writers and I'm just like, okay, this is, I guess this makes sense now. A lot of young writers. Um, oh. So it's like, it's again, and that's why I say like, it's like, it's like, it's a woke writers group probably. And that's why I felt that they stripped Dan Felding of a lot of his, and, and, and I get it, Todd, it's been 30 years. Nobody's the same <laughs> As they were 30 years it, ago. Why be is some being woke a bad thing? That's what I, I don't understand that when people Here's use woke as, a, as a, a negative thing. It's obvious, though. It's not even subtle. When you, when, when Dan it's not speaks, authentic. It's not yeah, authentic. It, 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 it does not feel authentic at all. And that's what, when I say woke, I mean, I'm not one of those people who gives a shit about the woke movement or not. I don't even use that term like in my regular conversation. It's like, hey, you're either witted or you're not. I kind of felt that I wanted what Dan was 30 years ago. Yeah, and you're and not going to get I kind that. Of, and I kind of feel with this generation of, of course, yeah. you know, I don't feel like I'm going to get from that. And, and, and Roush, she's too nice of a of a of an actress and as a person. And she's genuinely nice. I don't think she's going to do anything to even have this show get anywhere near boycotting level so yeah i'm like she's gonna play with she's gonna play with this show with kid gloves and you know keep the humor coming the way that she feels is gonna be fit so people are not gonna complain about the show but hey night court now today you bring night court that night court 30 years ago today oh that show gets canceled after a year oh like, not even, it wouldn't even go a year. year yeah it's gonna have the eminem controversial level of just oh my god uh, and there's there's a couple um, there's a couple more shows that have just started on uh, i don't remember what networks are on there's a, a show called will trent it's on abc it's kind yeah. of like um um monk remember monk you oh i love so oh, think okay this this guy is an ocd but he's got like other issues going on so he's he's um uh, i don't want to give anything away he used to be an internal affairs agent and now he's a detective and all the cops hate him but he's a brilliant like uh investigator yeah it's a great uh, show it's only got like four episodes so far yeah it looks like a really good show um and what was the other one you're talking about uh Uh, the other one that just started uh started watching is um uh the new fantasy island season two just came out and it films in Puerto Rico, so it does not use in the same the same set as the original show, but it is a continuation 
it's a revival of sorts because it's the it's the niece of Mr. Rourke from the original series. She's taken over the, the island and she's taken on the responsibilities. And uh, it's season two, season one, I binge watched the whole series because I, I didn't even know it existed until like like four months ago. I watched all the episodes. I think there's ten episodes in season one, and um, you know, and she has a she has an authentic like. Uh, uh, Latin accent, so she, you know, she sounds like she's Puerto Rican, and uh, and uh, the, the scenery is beautiful. And uh, this, the most recent episode is the first time I've seen anybody who's been on the original series, which was uh, Maureen McCormick, who was Marsha Brady. So, uh, so it's, I don't know, I, I'm liking it. I'm, I, there was some really cool. Do they keep it in the same vein? As, oh yeah, because I know that they did Fantasy Island as a movie. Oh, that was horrible. Was yeah, that was that was a horror film. This is yeah. not a horror show. I mean, it's not it's not you know doves and butterflies and shit all the time, but it, it's like the original right. show, which was like you don't always get a happy ending. Right, and sometimes yeah. it was kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's like the but... original series, and it's nothing has nothing to do with the movie. They're completely separate. Okay. And uh, there, uh, there is a character who, essentially, is tattoo. She's kind of her, her, her assistant. They don't call her tattoo, but she has a tattoo because she came to the island. She got a tattoo while she was on the island, and after she got the tattoos, when she got offered the the position of the assistant, I was like, oh, I see what they did there, <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a good show. It's I. What is that network? It's on Fox. It's on Fox. Um, new episode was on last night, so um, Mondays. This is when it's on. And then uh, the other one is uh, the National Treasure series. It's on Disney+. Plus. I've not hated anything I've seen so far. I'm not going to tell you anything that's happening other than it's. it feels like the original movies without having any of the people from the original movies. Although it does nice. have it does have a couple people that make appearances, I'm not gonna say who, um, but it, it's not Nick Cage, I'll tell you that. But yeah, that's worth watching. National Treasure: Edge of History is what it's called. So um, shows that I've been uh, binge watching. Actually, last night I binge watched the entire episode, season two, uh, Goliath with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, amazing show. I saw the last two episodes of season one, which I kind of took a break from watching. This show is incredible. I love the show. It kind of reminds me of 24, but with more of a legal aspect of it. And I just watched season two of it. Season two is fucking amazing. I'm probably going to binge watch season three tonight. It's only eight episodes, so it's like that's eight hours that I'm definitely going to be able to be awake in. And, uh, it, it, it really grabs my attention. I love this show. And uh, I'm also watching uh, The Boys. Um, I have not finished. I'm re-watching season one. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm almost done with season one, actually. I think I'm on the seventh episode now. Uh, so these are the, these, these two shows that I'm kind of like parallel watching. So, uh, and they're all, they're both on uh, Amazon Prime. And uh, it's really, uh, Goliath especially, you know, being that 
I'm studying to be, you know, in law and whatnot. I love watching this show and I love his acting and I love like the way he does things. It's, it, it, it's a lot of fun to watch. So I definitely give that, uh, I highly recommend people to like, give that a try. And of course the boys, it's hilarious. Carl, Carl Urban is just amazing uh, in this show. And I love the fact that they brought back, uh, that they have Haley Joel Osment in it also. It's good to see him doing things. Um, aside from you know looking at dead people, but uh, those are the those are the two shows that I'm watching. And uh, again, if you've never even heard of it or seen it, give it a try. It's awesome. How about you, Marianne? Hello, MJ. So she muted. Oh, there she is. Okay. So. I think, like I said, the only one that I actually have been binge watching was, um, no, we said it, not, that 90s show, I started watching that, um, (laughs) and the only question, and don't answer this, Todd, because I want to watch Fight Out for myself, I'm, I'm wondering, so they've done so far, and I've only seen a couple of episodes, or like three episodes. Like I said, we're we're taking our time to enjoy it, but um, I really want to find out. They've pretty much given a nod to every single one of the characters that have ever been on there, except you for... know the that seventy show, except for Hyde. And I'm really wondering, like, if they will do something that they will do a nod. Have you you've already seen them all, haven't you? Okay, I was there's, like, don't... Yeah, sorry. I mean, there's, there's, they don't reference him at all. None. And, and that's too bad, because I wish that they would have, like, one of his, you know, like, one of his love children or something right. like that on there. Well... You know, just because, to be authentic to the show and not, not the Danny Matheson, but... Right. Um, I, I think they should have... At the very least, they should have found somebody else to play the part of an older Hyde. You know? Well, I, don't, I wouldn't have played an older part. I would have had, like, a child of his. You know, like, they had kids from just about I, everybody I else. was hoping... I was hoping... And they, they don't really say who the father is of the siblings on the show. That live, oh, that live yeah. in Donna's old house. Um, yeah. I was hoping, and this is not, I'm not saying, I'm not giving it anyway. I was personally hoping that, that, that the absentee father was going to be Hyde. Oh, that would have made, yeah. Well, of one of them. It couldn't have been for both of them. Well, yeah. So, I mean. I mean, that, yeah. This. It, <laughs> she, she's definitely not Hyde's daughter. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Uh, unless he had some lineage in the background, you know. But they, the the two siblings, do not share the same father. Yeah, clearly. Sorry. Although, although I, I, I wondered I, until until they basically tell you whose kids are whose, I, I thought I thought the the brother was was uh, Kelso's child. Because he was kind of dumb. Wasn't Hyde's father black? Oh. Wait, what? Hyde's father was black. 
So maybe that is his kids. Remember? I don't, but I, I'm not going to argue with you on this. The record store. His dad owned the record store, and his dad was black, and his sister was black. Oh. So I maybe I, maybe I am right. I was just hoping. I was maybe just one of those. Are. It was one. Maybe we'll. I mean, now that now that Danny Masterson is not in any more legal problems, at least not from the his uh, existing trial, but um, maybe he'll come back or his did, character will come back. Did, did all did his his uh, did all that stuff go in his favor or? I think it went in his favor. Yeah, he he, he did not get uh, convicted of anything. He got acquitted. I think. Well. Okay. I don't. I think there's probably whoever was up against him. I think is probably going to go after him in, a, in another way. But uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think his troubles with that situation are done yet. But yeah, uh, I'm sure I I honestly I I, I without telling you what happened, I fucking loved the series. I like I said I want to I'm going to rewatch it probably in the next day or two. I've been saying that for the last couple of days, but. I really want to get sit down and rewatch it because uh, I want to see if I missed anything, like anything in the background or things that somebody said that maybe I missed because I laughed at the previous thing, you know. Um, yeah. That part's good. The uh, wow. the cameos were were brief, but were cool, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and think I you like should have seen those in the first couple first couple episodes is when you see everybody. I did. I did. So, so on that note. I'm dipping. I'm out. Let's All right. How do we end the show, Jamal? Uh, oh, you know, by me fucking it up. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that has been our broadcast. Thank you for listening. Um, just a reminder, uh, next week we will have a guest, uh, Juan Carlos, who is a uh, stand-up comedian in the Tacoma area and a producer as well. So we're going to have him on the show, and he's very excited to be on here. Uh, so, uh, And uh, I think as I watch these shows that I talked about, I might work on work up the next outline because what am I going to do? So uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, this, is a, this is, again, so fun to do. And uh, please tell your friends about this podcast so we could have more uh, likes and we could have more things. Uh, so we could have more nice share, things. Share this yeah. video with your friends. Is what he's saying. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna. Um, you know, do something like that. As Marianne always say, make good choices. Hey. And as I always, yeah, get used to this, Marianne. This is the beautiful Marianne. And for those of you who are still pissed off about the green M&M, hey, remember, it is not about you. Remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and tell a friend. Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at not about you pod